Job chapter 35. Moreover, Elihu answered, Do you think this is your right? Or do you say my righteousness is more than God's? That you ask, what advantage will it be to you? What profit will I have more than if I had sinned? I will answer you and your companions with you. Look to the skies and see. See the skies which are higher than you. If you have sinned, what effect do you have against him? If your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness may hurt a man as you are, and your righteousness may profit a son of man. By reason of the multitude of oppressions, they cry out. They cry for help by reason of the arm of the Almighty. But no one says, Where is God my Maker, who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than the animals of the sky, and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? There they cry, but no one answers, because of the pride of evil men. Surely God will not hear an empty cry, neither will the Almighty regard it. How much less when you say you don't see Him, the cause is before Him, and you wait for Him. But now, because he has not reached his in his, but now because he has not visited in his anger, neither does he greatly regard arrogance. Therefore, Job opens his mouth with empty talk, and he multiplies his words without knowledge. These are the comments for Job 35, and we're still in the big speech of Elihu, and uh, this is the fourth chapter out of six. And this chapter also begins with the words, Moreover, Elihu answered. And therefore, some scholars have technically called this chapter the third speech of Elihu, even though it's in the middle of his one big speech. So, he's now attacking Job. He's called him a rebel. He called him a, you know, someone who spoke with wicked words. That was in the last chapter. And now he's talking about prayer. <laughs> and Elihu says something that's clearly wrong. He said that the reason that people cry out is for help from the Almighty. He said, but no one says, where is God my maker who gives songs in the night? So he's making the point that people really only pray when they want something from God, and that's it. That's the point that he's kind of making here. And I, I think it's a wrong observation. People pray for a lot of reasons. If you think about your own prayer life, why do you pray? Well, sometimes you pray for your own needs. True, just like Elihu observed. But sometimes you pray for the needs of others because you care, because it matters to you. Right now, there's this war going on in the Ukraine where Russia has attacked, and a lot of people are praying. We've been praying for, you know, the situation on the ground, for the saving of lives, for the gospel to have an effect. Like, there's lots of good things people are praying. Um, and we're doing it because we care. So sometimes people pray because they just care about things. In verse 10, Elihu said, no one says, where is God my maker? That's not true either. There are a lot of people who pray saying, Lord, where are you? Lord, reveal yourself to me. I've prayed that type of thing many times and I'm sure you have too. If you haven't, it's a prayer to pray. So there are prayers for ourselves. That's called petition. There are prayers we pray for others because we care. That's called intercession. There's prayers that are prayed with deep moving of the heart, supplication. There are prayers that are prayed 
you know, there are people who do the wrong thing and, and you know, or we want to see evil destroyed. That's imprecatory prayers. There are prayers of seeking God where we say, Lord, show yourself to me. I want to hear you. I want to know you. I want to be like you. So prayers can be prayed, all different types of prayers can be prayed, and some of them are prayed for selfish reasons, you know, but some of them are prayed for selfless reasons. We all pray many different types of prayers, and Elihu didn't seem to realize that. In verse 13, he says to Job, God will not hear an empty cry, and the Almighty will not regard it. Well, that's not true necessarily either, because <laughs> the Lord is very gracious. I remember a, a story in the Gospels where there was a man and um, he was unwell and and uh, he, Jesus said to him, I can heal you if you believe. And the man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. So there's a guy in the Gospels who, who kind of knows God can do things, but he knows he doesn't have it in himself. He says, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I'd like to say that a lot of the time, that's us. A lot of the time, our prayers are kind of empty, like that. And yet the Lord somehow graciously hears our prayers, even though they're so empty. One of the things, it says in Isaiah 42, verse 3, it says, A bruised reed he will not break, a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. So, you, you know, imagine you're a candle, and the candle's gone out, and all that's left is just that smouldering wick. And that's you and your life and your walk with God. And it's barely, it's basically not alive at all. And yet the Lord will not blow it out. He will encourage that thing to come back to life. That's the graciousness of our God. We've learned that he's so kind. So my prayer that I've prayed often is, as I've said, Lord, I love you, but help me to love you. Lord, I want to be like you. Help me want to want to be like you. And I pray prayers like that because I know what's the, what I should have but I know I don't have it in fullness. So I want to have the thing that I don't have. And I ask the Lord to give it to me. I encourage you to pray the same thing too. Elihu was clearly wrong about that. But in pointing out what he's wrong about, it shows us what we ourselves should seek. Lord, give us these things, I pray. Help us to love you more. Give us a desire for you more. Let our hearts be turned to you all the more. Let grace flow in Jesus' name. Amen. 